0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office?
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, it's old school, big boy pizza. Not a that fake synthetic crap. It's all real all the time. The staffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, the Edmonton Eskimos made it official 14 minutes ago. We have a head coach. In Edmonton for the Eskimos, a guy that's won the great cup as a head coach before, uh, currently working in the NFL. I don't know, is he still working in the NFL? Is he going to continue with his duties? Dave Campbell, the Eskimos analyst, is going to join us right now on orders Now as the Eskimos have officially hired Scott uh, the uh, who was most recently the quarterback's coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dave, how you doing? I'm good, Bob.
1: How are you? Good. Thank you for jumping in the studio on short notice. Are you surprised by this? Uh, a little bit, yeah, because I, I, you know this was a story that came out last weekend, and it didn't seem like it held a lot of water. We did know that the Eskimos approached Milanovic about uh, the, the head coaching position, and at that point they thought that they had a good line on Paul Apelis, who eventually signed uh, to become the head coach of the Ottawa Red Black. So uh, Brock Sunderland approached Scott Milanovic, but it didn't look like that he wanted to make the jump because because of uh, the the salary down the NFL and the the fact that he was a rising kind of kind of a rising coach in the NFL but it did sound like that he uh kind of you know th- those those reports were a little bit inaccurate um, Scott Milanovic has an interest of in coming back uh because he does appreciate the the work life life balance better in the CFL than the NFL had a desire to come back so yeah this was quite the uh Quite the hire by uh, Brock Sunderland. When and, you know it's funny because it's been so quiet here this week uh, with speculation. We did know he interviewed special teams coordinator, longtime special teams coordinator with the Stampeders, Mark Kilham. Mark Washington, who's been a longtime defensive coach in the league and D coordinator for the Lions and last year for the uh, last season for the Tiger Cats. Uh, there's even some talk that he was in uh, that he was interviewing Kevin Guy, who was from the Arizona Rat- Rattlers of the Amer- uh, the uh, Arena Football League, which is the uh, team that Chris Presson worked for before he came to Edmonton to be the uh, president and CEO here. So this was uh, a bit of a surprise, but I think Brock Sunderland, on the surface anyway, has done some good work here.
0: Well, uh, it's interesting with Jacksonville this year. Uh, as you know, I'm a big Leonard Fournette fan, and he has. Uh, they've had some challenges with their offense. Nick Foles got hurt in the first game of the year. Gardner uh, Minshew came out of Washington State, uh, was almost ready to quit football. In fact, was ready to go to grad school and wanted to be a grad coach at Alabama, got convinced to... to uh, uh, to, to play at Washington State have got a terrific passing game, uh, and jump started his career. So they've kind of bounced back and forth between the two quarterbacks. They don't have a great offensive line. Uh, so they've not been an explosive offense this year, but Milinovich has a reputation, Dave, uh, of having. Very good passing games, which the last time I checked in the CFL is a prerequisite for success.
1: I would say so. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you got to go all the way back to his time with the Montreal Alouettes under uh, working with Anthony Calvillo, and of course Mark Trestman uh, was the head coach, and he was the offensive coordinator uh, beside Trestman for uh, for several seasons there. Then jumped to the uh, jumped to the Toronto Argos in 2012. Worked with Ricky Ray for uh, the better part of what four or five seasons there, and Ray had a hard time staying healthy in Toronto. But when he did, he thrived, and and Ricky Ray has always said that that Scott Milanovich is the best coach he ever had. So, and got to remember, Scott Milanovich wasn't fired; he he left because he knew the, the the climate in Toronto wasn't very good anymore, and he had a chance to go to Jacksonville and better himself, and he did. And you know, so th- this is someone that I think you know I think about Trevor Harris, who's the current starting quarterback of the Eskimos, who had his best year under Milanovich as an Argo in 2015 starting you know, 16 games and I think this is as seamless of a transition as you could find uh, for Trevor Harris from an offensive standpoint, from a scheme standpoint and a system standpoint. We go from Jason Moss to Scott Milanovic and they run similar similar offenses, so I think Trevor Harris should be pretty happy with, with the move today, but uh, Scott Milanovic's reputation is very very uh, good in this league uh, and his contacts for assistant coaches um, and the coach Uh, in the coaching world is going to be very, very deep as well. So it's interesting because he has to finish out the season in Jacksonville. They have three games left in the NFL season. They're 4-9. and They're not making the playoffs. And then Milanovic will be uh, free and clear to officially come to the Eskimos. So um, how much work can he get done before? you know before coming to edmonton and having uh the job you know really full time and as far as assembling a staff uh, i'm sure he's you know probably has some ideas of who he likes to talk to but uh, yeah i think from a from a transition point of view for trevor harris this has got to be a a good day for him Dave
0: Campbell joining us, Eskimos Radio Analyst. Dave, uh, the Eskimos, I thought, made some strides defensively last year. I thought they were more aggressive. Of course, they had real good personnel when Chris Jones was here. Uh, They were very passive for a couple of years under Benavides. Uh, What do you envision? uh, You know, how many of the coaches are still in their contract, and what do you envision moving forward, maybe on the defensive side of the ball, since we got a pretty good gauge that Milanovic has a reputation for sort of being a quarterback slash offensive guru?
1: Yeah, you know, and the only defensive or the only assistant coach that is under contract for next season is Philip Lawley, the defensive coordinator. All the other assistants' contracts are going to expire at the end of the year. So it's really up to Scott Milanovic uh, what he wants as a staff. And, and you know, he's had Chris Jones under his staff before as a defensive coordinator. I'm just talking about the style of, of coordinator he likes. He seems to like an, an aggressive style of uh, of defense. Um but as far as what the coaching staff's gonna look like, I mean that's that'll be Scott Milanovic's call. So um whether he'll be forced to keep uh, force sounds like a bad word, but the CFL does have a coach's cap. So does that affect their ability to uh, Milanovic's ability to if he wants to remove Lolly, is it is it gonna be Seamless as you know, saying okay, that's it. You know, we, we don't. We, I don't envision you being on my staff, or is it going to? There is the club going to be in a situation where they're going to have to keep him. And if they have to keep him, it's fine because I think Philip Lolly is, as you mentioned, he's a he's a very good defensive coordinator. People like his aggressive style. So it's going to be up to Scott Milanovic, uh as far as like it always is for any head coach. It's up to him to uh, to to see what he wants, to, how he envisions his staff, and and how he can get his staff together. But he'll make the ultimate calls as far as, uh, for the most part, for, you know, what his staff is going to look like.
0: Dave, thanks for uh, pinch hitting on short notice and joining us in Oilers now. You betcha. Thanks, Bob. Again, the news of the day, the Edmonton Eskimos make it official at, uh, that was at 120 Edmonton time. Scott Milenovich, the next head coach of the Eskimos football team. Well, the Battle of Alberta takes place December 27th and out in Wetaskiwin at Brent Ridge Ford, where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, they've got themselves their own Battle of Alberta. they got a Flames team headed up by Chris, Daryl, and Bruce going up against Uncle Milt, Johnny Earl with the Oilers team. They're clearing out their 2019s up to 14000 off on 2019 F-150s in terms of rebates. It is Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin where cars cost less. Brent Ridge Ford, I can tell you this, you uh will never find a place that uh, goes out of their way. It's it's not a pushy sales place in terms of vehicles. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Reach out to 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Again, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. All right, Uh Brendan, were you able to edit the start of the uh, Ethan uh, Bear interview that I screwed up? Do you take care of that for us? Uh, to be honest with you, I have not
2: yet. So do we, I think well, I Well, why
0: see- don't we do this? Why don't we go to break? Sure. And then when we we'll come back, uh, we will hear uh, from a guy who has fast become one of the uh, favorites uh, for Reuters fans. I don't think there's any question
2: about With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
0: That. Uh, and we'll also get to a couple more texts. We'll get to the day Oilers history, 143 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now.
2: Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet.
0: Zach Cassian uh, tonight to play the line with Connor McDavid, Joe Kim Nygaard. It'll be Leon Dryside left side with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Cassian. Gaitan Haas at center with James Neal and Sam Gagne. Jujar Cairo with Riley Shane and Josh Archibald. Nurse with Bear. Clefbaum with Larson. Russell and Jones. Mike Smith starts in goal. He'll oppose Capo Kakinen who uh, last year in Iowa went 17-14-8 with a 2.78 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. A quick text on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I have to say that it's really disappointing to hear how Oiler fans are so quick to withdraw support for the players uh, that are out there giving it everything they've got. Uh, It's a long season and there's gonna be growing pains as long as the process leads uh, to the playoffs, it'll be worth it. As fans, we have to support the team through the good and bad. That comes to us from Clayton. Well, Clayton, you're one of those glass half full guys. Uh, there are some, you know, and we, and I, it probably, I would suggest um, we probably have 7 to 10% f- people at Texas Show looking to get a rise out of us. We have some people at Texas Show with, truly critical and uh, you know uh, maybe proper assessment on some of the challenges that the Oilers have Uh, you have some you, you know what, you can have critical analysis of the team and still want to see the team be successful you know, there's 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 nothing wrong with that, and I would suggest most people listening to a show called Orders Now probably want to see the Orders uh, be a successful organization. And when you miss the playoffs out of twelve out of thirteen years, there is going to be lots of criticism that's warranted and justified in turning as, assessing the team. The problem is for the current players, virtually all of them had nothing to do with the first five or six years of failure. Okay. And so they're sitting at it going, you know, hey, this team's 18, 11, and 4. Just don't get too high. Don't get too low during the course of the year. All right. Speaking of which, we're going to hit on that in a theme with our conversation of a guy who's been an awesome story this year. Ethan Bear, let's get to that right now. Uh, Ethan, a little bit of a, I don't know, sort of an inconsistent run here of late uh, for your group. Just, uh, just a thought on, you know, maybe getting things, uh, getting back on the road, playing a game on the road, and maybe just kind of trying
2: to get back to your guys's game right now. Yeah, um, yeah, we're, yeah, a couple, couple bad games and um, couple bad bounces, but you know, we, I think we got a, a confident group here. We have the guys that can get the job done. We just got to stick together. Um, you know, don't, don't get frustrated or or think too much of what anyone else is saying on the outside just you know stick with each other and um you know don't listen to everyone else's opinion and just keep working try and improve each day and um and just stay focused that's really all we could do right just you know take care of our jobs and um you know just make sure we're ready to battle and go to work well you guys got off to such a good start so you can rely a bit on that but maybe just a thought on
0: how even keeled Dave and the coaching staff is, and and how that allows you guys not to maybe get too high when you have a string together a couple wins. You're the only team in the league that hasn't lost three games in a row. Only team in the NHL this season that's had that happen. So it's not like you know it's been that bad. But just, yeah. I think the coaches. Is it fair to say the coaches, the way they are, the fact that they're not too high when it's going good and not too low when it's going. Yeah. Does that
2: play a factor? Do you think in the mindset of the room? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, after losses, like Dave comes in, and he's pretty calm. And um, you know, obviously, when he's, when he's upset, we don't like to make him upset because he, he doesn't he doesn't get too upset. And then for us, we're like, oh, well, like we're not familiar in that territory, right? So um, for us, it's a uh, Like, it's pretty cool, as you say, we're the only team that hasn't lost three in a row, but, but like, I think that's because we, you know, we take it very serious, and obviously it's NHL. We want to win games, but um, they've always, they've been very calm. They're really good at pointing out what we did well and and what we can improve on, Um, and I think everyone, you know, instead of just coming in and yelling at us and, uh, they, they stay they stick to the details and you know help us stay confident and, and believing in each other. So I think that really does help and, um, and right now it's, it's still a good vibe. Everyone's still, you know, looking at each other with, with uh, you know, with some, some work and some love in their eyes and like they care for each other so that's important.
0: Great. And for you personally, I mean you're thirty games now in all the season here. Do you feel different than you did at the start of the year? Do you feel a little bit more or composed or are you already kind of a relaxed guy to be able to well
2: it's hard to say like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm relaxed or composed right now like I'm still like it's still a long year like anything can change if you get comfortable or complacent right so um, and, and, and I heard somebody say at the start of the year like each year you gotta prove yourself in this league so you know for me it's just about you know being comfortable and not being comfortable, and um, and I think that's that's where I'm at right now. Is just always continuing to to try to get better and, and make sure I'm really taking care of myself away from the rink and and making sure my body's ready. You know, make putting the right fuel in my body no matter what, and and just uh, you know, just staying on top of things. So when when we get out there and maybe you're not feeling your best, at least you know that you put the right fuel in and you can somewhat play a smart game and battle it out. But um, you know, for me, I'm just I'm trying to stay consistent, and keep working.
0: Yeah, it's been an awesome story this year for Ethan Baer. Uh, he and Darnell Nurse have been pretty consistent. I mean, the, the team's got a lot of players that are on the... You know, the Oilers have had great special teams, right? Like, the point was made today by Bruce Boudreaux when he spoke. He's like, Connor McDavid's got more power play points than any of the players on our team have points in all situations. And the Oilers' power play is a major part of the reason why Edmonton comes in at tonight's record with a, a, a game with a record of 18-11-4. Um not a lot of guys are plus players. I mean, uh, you look on forward, and Cassian's having a great year. He's plus 10. Uh, David's plus 3. On defense, Ethan Bear is right hovering right around. I think he's minus 1 through 33 games. I think many of you probably agree with me that at some point you might want to give Bear a look on the power play. Um. And he and Darnell Nurse, and I think he settled Darnell Nurse down. They've become a very good tandem for Edmonton. And there's going to be some hiccups along the way. That comes uh, with the territory. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by our friends at New West Travel. You can join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers in Chicago. Chicago is an amazing city. Big city money, Midwest value. They love sports. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott, back in the studio.
1: 2002, Bob. The Oilers trade camera Alberta product and first round pick in 1996 Josh Green to the New York Rangers for a conditional pick in the 4 draft. He played in just four games with the Rangers before being waived.
0: I always liked Josh Green. I, I got to tell you he's a great guy. I uh, was with the Oilers organization for a lot of years uh, sort of down at the AHL level. Uh, terrific person devoid of ego. Uh, great guy to deal with and you know what he, he had he had a pretty good pro career, at the end of the day, when you assess it. But had dominant stretches in major junior hockey. Coming up on tomorrow on Oilers now. Courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, it will be Elliot Friedman. Uh, Sportsnet Spec will visit with us as well. The Toronto Maple Leafs, who are in Calgary tonight, uh, are in Edmonton Saturday. That is a 5 o'clock puck drop, a reminder. I believe that game is uh, completely sold out. Last time I checked, which was on the... Monday. I think there was 50 tickets left of the game, so I'm pretty sure the game against Toronto is sold out. I know a lot of you have uh, uh, put put those tickets out to auction and had the Maple Leaf fans snap them up. There's going to be a heavy Toronto contingent, and again, a reminder, 5 o'clock, uh, puck drop, 7 o'clock Eastern, which is the normal start for Maple Leaf home games. so that game's a little bit early. Edmonton with some work to do tonight. They're playing a Minnesota team that outplayed the Oilers badly, in a 3 nothing victory. Oilers didn't have a lot of juice in that game. They're going to need to be better. Thank you for all of you who took time to participate via our interactive approach through text messaging on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, regardless of your perspective, the, the time you take to send us text is always appreciated. Uh, up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. And then uh, I will rejoin you from XL Energy Center in exactly two and a half hours time. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers
1: Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.